Welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. Recycling carbon dioxide into fuel. I'm your host, John Davis. Big emitters of carbon dioxide are faced with a big problem. Industries and utilities will soon have to capture that CO2 and store it somewhere. That's where California-based Carbon Sciences comes in. President and CEO Byron Elton explains his company has developed a process to recycle that captured greenhouse gas directly into fuels we use today. We actually are not involved in the capture part of it. We are, there are lots of companies that are developing technology that will allow large CO2 emitters to capture that uh, CO2. Our technology comes into play when those companies then have to decide what to do with that carbon dioxide now, now that they've, they've captured it and have it. And so our approach, uh, unlike uh, sequestration approaches, is that we actually take that carbon dioxide as a feedstock and through a very novel and proprietary uh, enzymatic uh, biocatalytic process, we turn it back into fuel that we can use in our cars and our boats and planes and trucks. In fact, Elton says the fuel produced is exactly the same as gasoline and diesel since it is a hydrocarbon. It's one of the really compelling uh, dynamics of this process that has uh, people very interested and intrigued and excited about it because if you think about all the different approaches that are uh, being used to address the significant challenges of, of uh, energy and, and climate, uh, it's the only one that uh, uh, where the, the resulting product can be used in the existing infrastructure, the existing vehicles, and supply chain case of biofuels and whatnot, you do end up with a fuel that you can use, but you need a whole new technology around what kind of engines can uh, use it and uh, how do you distribute it, the pipelines. And uh, so uh, it, it is one of the factors that have people very, very excited about the carbon science technology. So how exactly do they do it? It's important to remember how uh, fuel is produced in nature. You know, everything starts with CO2. In nature, of course, the CO2 is uh, absorbed by plants. These plants are buried, and then over a significant period of time, they, uh, and through a biocatalytic process, the, uh, the hydrogen uh, from, from water sources and, and carbon from the CO2 are stitched together to make hydrocarbons, which, as you mentioned, are the building blocks for fuel. And this process essentially emulates the very natural processes. And so with the CO2 available to us, the source of the carbon, and hydrogen molecules available to us. The source of that, of course, is water. And usually using natural occurring biocatalysts, or more commonly uh, enzymes, uh, there is a biocatalytic reaction that takes place. In our case, it's a controlled environment, a very efficient environment. And uh, we end up with these building blocks for fuel hydrocarbons. One of the advantages, of course, is that we do it much more efficiently. We do it more quickly. And uh, it happens in a very mild environment. We have a prototype in our facility in Santa Barbara where we, uh, we perform this process. It takes place at room temperature, atmospheric pressure. That's important because uh, with all of the different approaches to produce fuel, one question that needs, or one of the many questions that need to be asked, of course, is well, how, much, uh, how much energy is, is used to produce the fuel? In some cases, the, uh, the energy is, is more than the resultant product, and so the in Madison Avenue terms, you know, the juice really isn't worth the squeeze in that case. And so uh, we're, 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 uh, we're very excited about the fact that uh, the energy output for our process is very minimal. You can see a video of the process at the company's website, carbonsciences.com. 
Elton says now that they know how to do it, it really comes down to doing it in a time frame that makes it a commercial success. When we first started the prototype, uh, the typical reaction time was somewhere between 8 and 10 hours. Somewhat miraculous in and of itself, but to make this process commercially viable, you need to get that way down. We've determined that the process needs to be in the vicinity of 10 minutes, and I'm happy to say that uh, all of our work for the prototype and since, uh, we now have that process down to uh, somewhere between 10 and 30 minutes and, and on our way very, very south of that. Elton says they plan to keep following their aggressive schedule, hoping to launch the infrastructure and a pilot plant this coming summer and a full deployment of the technology in just two years. He adds they have several strategic partners in this venture who are as excited about the potential as he is. We humbly believe, and this is certainly shared by other people, that this particular technology is the most powerful uh, and sustainable fuel technology that's being developed in the world today. Most of that because it's the most direct path from CO2 to fuel. It, it happens in a mild environment, as we talked about earlier, the energy in uh, is significantly less than the, the energy out, which is an important factor. Uh, we talked about the fact that this is the, f- the fuel that we're making is the fuel that we're using. That's a great advantage that we have in terms of the existing infrastructure and supply chain and the vehicles that we're using right now. And then lastly, just the ability, the scale, the ability to make a lot of fuel. Uh, anything that's going to make a uh, huge impact has to be able to I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.